I am the vine and you are the branches. So says our Lord in today's Gospel. In holy baptism, each of us was joined to him by the Holy Spirit, who is like the sap of the Father's vine. This divine indwelling in our souls by the Holy Spirit is what makes us a branch joined to Christ, the vine. He gives life and fruitfulness to us who remain in him by means of the church. Without Christ, we can do nothing. In order to remain in Christ, so that we remain a branch alive, not withering and dying, and which will be eventually cut off, thrown on the fire and burnt, we have to do something. Remaining in Christ won't come about by our wishful thinking or even by desiring it. What is it that we have to do? Well, God has told us in the third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath day, to which Christ added, do this in memory of me. We have to come to Mass at least every Sunday, and receive our Lord in Holy Communion worthily in the state of grace. Our own personal prayer and our good works and our charitable deeds will help, but even they will fall away unless we do the most important and effective thing, Holy Mass and Holy Communion. Today's Gospel reading comes from the 15th chapter of St John's Gospel, which is part of the teaching and the prayer of Christ that occurred at the Last Supper. As such, this teaching about the vine and branches has a close connection with the Holy Mass, which Christ our Lord instituted at the Last Supper. In giving us the Mass, Christ had three intentions. Firstly, he wanted his sacrifice that he made to the Father on the cross to be perpetuated through all ages until the end of time. This happens at every Mass, on every altar, in every Catholic Church. Probably every minute of every day a Mass begins somewhere in the world, and each Mass affects the whole Church. Secondly, he wanted to be available to us as our supernatural food in Holy Communion. He wanted a mysterious and real communion between his body and ours. When we receive him worthily and well, Christ makes us holy through our union with him. Remember, though, it is not ordinary food, It is his sacred body and blood. So receive it, not like ordinary food. His third intention was that he wanted to remain with us in his real presence in the tabernacle when Mass is finished, so that we could come to him and enjoy the companionship, the light and the warmth of his presence. Let's just take a moment to recall how our Lord has told 
many times through holy men and women about his sorrow that he remains largely forsaken in countless tabernacles all over the world. He wants to be close to those he loves, but he is left mostly alone. Often he is forgotten from one week to the next, or worse. He is treated like a thing, not a real living person. Last Sunday was the annual day for us to pray for vocations to the priesthood, but we didn't get an opportunity to do that because of Anzac Day. So I encourage you who are listening to pray for that intention at the Holy Mass that you attend this Sunday. We pray for vocations to the priesthood because the ordained priesthood is the means by which Christ unceasingly builds up and leads his church. You see, prayer is the necessary first step for any vocation to flourish. A supernatural call requires a supernatural response. The prayer of one person in this, in this congregation or in this audience listening to me may be enough to help one young person say yes to the Lord's invitation. Every vocation has a sense of mystery and wonder about it. In all vocations, we believe Christ calls. For the priesthood, the call is directly to the heart of the one called. So let us pray today, and always, and often, that those whom Christ calls to the seminary may be able to hear the call and have the courage to respond. But also don't overlook the need to encourage a boy or young man to think about the priesthood. Sometimes it is another human voice that the Good Shepherd uses. And now I suppose the crucial question. If your son or grandson came to you and said he is thinking of becoming a priest, what would you say? Keep in mind that he won't come to say this to you flippantly or early on in the process of thinking about it. And saying it to you, he is being very courageous and extremely trusting because he hopes you will understand him. So no matter what words you say, dig deep into your heart, into the love that you have for him, and then realise if Christ is calling your boy to be a priest, he is not taking him away from you, but offering to your son or grandson a precious gift. Like most Western countries, the Catholic Church in Australia has experienced a rapid decline in vocations, both to the priesthood and consecrated life. We now find ourselves relying on priests coming to us from Africa, from India, from the Philippines. We are immensely grateful to them, because otherwise, most likely, our parishes would close. But where are the boys born in this country? who are putting their hands up to go to the seminary. There are many reasons for this, too many to go into now, but it has to do with a declining mass attendance among our Catholic families and a lack of generosity on the part of young people and their families, and all of this because of an increasing secularisation of our society. 
But reflect upon this. If we do not have priests, we do not have Holy Mass and Holy Communion. And that the Church is not as Christ meant it to be. And it could be said that the vine that is the Church and all her individual branches could wither and die. Christ promised he would never abandon his faithful flock. So can we cooperate with Christ and pray that from the boys and young men of our parish and our diocese, there will come those brave and generous souls who will say yes to Christ's call and hear his encouraging words. Do not be afraid. Put out into the deep. Laudato Jesus Christus.